0: Hey, Nibblings, a.k.a. Nieces and Nephews. Welcome to episode 21. We can officially drink, so Tommy and I are plastered right now. No,
1: just oh, kidding. my God, I have to go throw <laughs> up. See you later. <laughs> How many apple teenies did I
0: have? Welcome to part two of Sisters Tell All. Last week, I interviewed Tommy's sisters, my mom and my aunt, about what it was like growing up with my Uncle Tommy. And if you haven't heard it, Get a little (laughs) drinky-poo. Because you're gonna need it. (laughs) And have a listen. In this episode, Tommy interviews my
1: sisters, Mariana and Christina. And to give you a bit of context, this was recorded at the family beach house. Mariana is older than Ben, and Christina is younger than Ben. It's a Ben sandwich. (laughs) Ben had just been sent off to go look after Mariana's son, Connor. Ben's nephew, and my great-grand-nephew. Yes, I babysat. And
0: it was basically a food fight. And Connor won. Ask your gay uncle, ask your gay uncle. Ask your gay uncle, ask your gay uncle. Ask your gay uncle, ask your gay uncle. Ask ask him all the questions that you have in your brain. Ask your gay uncle, you know that your uncle will do his very best to explain. Will do his very best... To
2: explain. I really hope Connor wakes up in 10 minutes. And I really hope my mom has the chance to video it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think Ben has ever changed a diaper before. Really? Yeah, I don't did? think he has.
1: Did you ever change Ben's diaper? No. Did you? No, you're younger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. Yeah, I didn't even change Christina's diaper. I saw Christina's first
1: poo, though. Wait. You saw her first poo?
2: Her first poo. When she came home from the hospital, she had still the meconium, the thick black first poop that comes out.
1: That's Mariana. Can you tell she's a doctor?
2: And I was there at the changing station, and I had invited my friend Hillary Levine over. And we were looking at Christina's butt. And she, it was on display. she took off the diaper, <laughs> and she just kept pooping and pooping. And mom would wipe and get another diaper, and then she'd poop again, and then she'd wipe and get another diaper. And we were laughing.
1: That's that was, memorable. That was I Christina's thought we're supposed to be
2: telling stories about Ben.
1: <laughs> that was Christina. So, do you have any sort of memories that stand out about
2: Ben? Ben's favorite outfit was probably his Dumbo costume <laughs> when he was little. He was maybe three, and we all chose our own Halloween costumes. Our mom made them. And he chose Dumbo because he loved the movie Dumbo. And he, you know, he's only, you know, three feet tall. And he had these ears that my mom made that were about two feet long. And it would tie around his whole head. And there was a whole costume, a body part that went with it. But after Halloween, he didn't care about the body part. He just wanted the ears. So we're, we have several pictures of us Christmas tree shopping. And he's wearing his Dumbo ears. Because he just really, he really liked them. And I think he was Dumbo a couple years in a row. But the Dumbo ears make a showing, you know, at Easter and a couple other holidays, just because it's his, his favorite. So it was, it was sort
1: of the default holiday outfit.
2: Or, or maybe just even like a Tuesday afternoon. Uh-huh. I think he wore it to preschool a couple times, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> made playing and drawing a little bit harder.
1: And games? Did he have a favorite game that he always played?
2: Monopoly.
3: He would get really competitive about Monopoly and he would just want Boardwalk and Park Place. Or if we were playing Hearts, he would always try and shoot for the moon. <laughs> every time. No matter time. what. whether oh, Every it, time yeah, he would try. <laughs> there was no element of surprise or anything. He would just try to shoot
2: for the moon every
3: time.
1: Oh, you knew? It was Regardless just like- of his hand that's hysterical
2: i christine and i had a lot of barbies and at one point one of the barbies lost its head you know it's it as barbies off. do but ben would take the one barbie that had no head and when christine and i were playing with the barbies with heads he would have the headless one and he would call it the dunt girls i think it's "Dedunt" girl and so we'd be playing with the Barbies and we'd be brushing their hair, you know, playing house. Mariana would know,
3: be staging anything.
2: a wedding. We'd be staging something. And he would come in in the middle of the wedding and he'd be the da-dunk girl that comes in who's fully dressed, no head, one leg up in the air. And then he would go da dun dun dunk da And he would ruin the wedding or whatever the staged process was.
1: And you all knew this was going to happen. This was like... Oh, he was invited
2: hearts. to play. He was invited to play from the start. Oh, okay. We, we all knew that the girl, the dunk girl was going to happen. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Did you guys have nicknames for him? Or like a name that you called him when he bugged you?
3: Not that I can think of. He would say... Really?
1: Because Anne and Troy would call me Tom James Trust the Turd. Because I'm the third.
3: Yeah. That's terrible.
2: I don't <laughs> think he called us specific names, but if he didn't like what you were doing, and this was when he was probably four, he would say Beto. Remember, Beto, yeah, Beto, and it, and it was it was kind of his way of saying "fuck you." He'd go Beto, and I have no idea where that came from. Beto, we
1: have no well, idea what it was. He calls your dad Dadu.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he would say Dadu. Oh, he would call mom Mamacita.
1: or Moose. He called your mom Moose. I don't remember that. Sometimes he calls Moose. Sometimes. Oh, that's funny. What about music or sports?
2: He, so he and I took piano lessons together when we were in high school. And we both took from the same teacher. And my mom would drop us off. And I'd have an hour. He'd have an hour. And we'd do homework while the other one was getting their lesson. And he could not read notes. He just never sat down and learned it. He always did it by sound. And so he couldn't read notes. I could read notes pretty well but I just didn't have the ear and I didn't have the finger memory to progress like he did. So Ben would go through a song so quickly with the teacher, but then she she would put the music in front of him and say, I want you to repeat this part. And he would say, "I have no idea what part that is." <laughs> he just couldn't do it. She say, "Well, it's the part that starts like this," and then he could do it. He had such a hard time reading music, but but his memory and his speed and then his finger, you know, um, span at that point was always was already so much better than mine that he he really was playing more difficult things than I was. I would say, you know, in high school, at the end of, of high school, for him. By far, so I was always a little jealous that he could he could just kind of make it happen, and I, I'd have to really work to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. I think he tried the tuba. What? He what? He did the drums. Remember, he
3: didn't know before that he tried like the tuba or the baritone horn for maybe like a week or two. How old was he? And then he just thought it was too big to have to carry around, so he stopped. Maybe <laughs> fifth grade. Is fifth grade when we started
2: doing instruments? We
3: started earlier to be ahead of the
2: game. well that makes sense my only recollection of ben doing sports quote unquote is that at some point my mom and dad said all right ben you have to do a sport and i think he was in fifth grade or so and for boys in new jersey fifth grade is way too late just join soccer um but he decided he wanted to do soccer And so he's joining all these boys that have been in leagues for, you know, six years already. Right. And he's trying to join them. And I think at one point they kind of – they just kind of put him on defense, like in the corner – And everyone's playing and into the game. And Ben, I think, just kind of sits down and starts to make a braid out of the dandelion little loops that he found. And and so my dad's looking at this, and he said, I don't think soccer is the sport for him. (laughs) (laughs) But that, that was when he was younger. A couple years into me being in college, he entered college. And he all of a sudden comes home and says, oh, I joined the crew team you know and vassar and i said i was like the crew team really he's like yes i get up at you know five in the morning and we row and we do all this and then you know we have our workouts and i just kept thinking about the dandelion when he was on the soccer team <laughs> but he was good he was really good
1: pets you guys had pets no you didn't you had a snake
2: we had the hognose snake when we were younger And then Ben had a series of hamsters. Skippy (laughs) 1,
3: Skippy 2, and I think Skippy D. And then he had Mussolini.
1: (laughs) Wow. What about um, directions? Oh, he's terrible with directions.
2: He is missing every gene that has to do (laughs) with GPS, direction, maps. Every gene that could possibly be associated, he does not have it. So the first time I went to visit him at Vassar, so he's an adult human being at this point, <laughs> who should know just very very basic things. And we met at this one place, and he says, "Okay, so we're gonna go out to to, to dinner. I'm taking you out to dinner." And I thought, "Oh, that's so nice. This, this he's grown up so much. This is this is cool. Like let, let's go to dinner." And so he says, "Okay, so we have to go." to my dorm. And I said, okay, let's go to your dorm. So we walk from where we met to his dorm room. We're out in the front of the dorm room. And I said, okay, what do you need to get? And he says, oh, no, no, I don't need to get anything. I just have to go to the restaurant from my dorm because that's the only place that I've left to the dinner place for, was for my dorm. So I said, okay. So then we start walking and then we get to the restaurant. And from the restaurant, I look back and I said, Ben, we met right over there on that street. We didn't have to go to the dorm. It was on the other side of the campus. I said, we could have just walked here from that first place we met. You
1: could see the restaurant
2: almost from from where you were. Like not, not quite. But for me being there for the first time, you know, and thinking it through and looking at that and thinking, we just did a lot of extra walking. <laughs> and, you know, Ben said, oh, I've just, I've never walked from the where we met. I've only walked from my dorm. I said, okay.
3: <laughs> I do also distinctly remember, um, I think Ben was driving at this point in time. We missed our turn. And I said, okay, well, we just have to make four rights and then we can try again. He was like, what? I was like, four rights will just take us in a circle and we can try again. And he was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he had to completely reroute the entire trip. He couldn't just sort of conceptualize going around the block and trying again.
1: Which is so funny because I think of Ben as, like, didn't he, what were those toys that connects?
2: Yeah, a little connects.
1: And like he would build shit all the time.
2: He would build very complicated things. It would take yeah. five, six hours to build a whole Ferris wheel where every mm-hmm. single little chair had to be built and all the people on the chairs were built. And, you know, he, he, he built it all. So yeah. it's funny
1: to think about that, right? Because I think of someone who has that like beginning, middle, end kind of arc would be able to somehow translate that to a right and a right and a right and a right, right, takes you back to where you were.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess he he couldn't put himself on the map. He can see the map from afar, Mm. but he has a hard time putting himself on, like inside the map. In the map, right. Mm
1: -hmm. Any other thoughts about Ben?
3: While we were at a
2: restaurant eating
3: dinner out, he would always eat and then fall asleep directly after in the restaurant.
2: It was his M.O. We'd all be in a booth and he would, you know, curl up
1: in a little ball and just fall asleep in the middle of the restaurant. And then would you all wake him or would he get carried out to the car?
2: Uh, No, I'm talking old enough where he needs to walk himself out the door.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When did you find out that Ben was gay and how did he tell you? And did you know ahead of time? Like, did he date any girls? Like, what was going on?
2: He, in high school, he dated one girl who I think our whole family really liked. She was wonderful, great personality, impressive singer. And I believe they broke up when he graduated. And then in college, one of my really good friend's younger sister was in Ben's grade in Vassar. And at one point, she said to me, well, isn't your brother by?" Oh, and, and I said, well, not that I know of. <laughs> I had never thought of it before. Um, and then... So you had
1: never thought that Ben might be gay? No, never. Wow. Never. Yeah. How about you, Christina? I mean, you're younger, yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I
3: had inklings, um, but I didn't know for sure until I was, like, 14 um, when a f- mutual friend of ours... Um, had told me that he and Ben had fooled around. So that kind of, that gave it up.
1: (laughs) Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So is this the guy who they were at a party and they were a little drunk and this guy went down on Ben? (laughs) Your eyes are going back and and forth. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No,
3: because back when I was like 14, he also said to like not tell anyone about it. But it's, oh, it's well, it was in, been it's been 15. in one of our It's been in it's one, been of, in one of the podcasts? Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> You're like, all right, well, here yeah. we go.
3: <laughs> he also alluded to Ben having fooled around with other people, um, other guys in the grade. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he told me before he told mom and dad. And my one request was that I could be in the room to just see their expression. And he didn't give that to me. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: what was it like when you heard
2: i don't know i think i kind of thought oh, okay maybe i maybe i'm a little cooler now that i have a gay brother <laughs> Yeah. When I went off to college, a lot of things changed. Ben grew up a lot. I remember a scrawny little kid who wasn't studious, heads in the clouds. He was always kind of doing his own, you know, weird little arts and crafts things or, or, or whatnot. And then, you know, by the time I came back, all of a sudden, he's applying to all these different schools. He'd signed up for all these, you know, difficult classes. He'd gotten so much more buff. He had a girlfriend. He was almost like a different person to me. So, and he went to college, and he also just kind of became a different person. The person who I remember and who I grew up with is a different person than he is now he's He's changed a lot, and those pivotal moments I wasn't there for so so for so for me in in I guess in my interpretation was okay, this is just a part of you know Ben's you know pivot. this is just the new Ben
1: right. And for you, Teeny, you were there seeing this more.
3: He was pretty busy in high school. He was always in whatever play was going on, or um, if it wasn't a school play, he was involved in the Christmas pantomimes or the summer production of something. So he was gone a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, it didn't seem as gigantic of a change. It was more incremental, but... I think for me, the bigger changes that I saw happening has been since he moved out to L.A. Oh,
1: like what?
3: I think just being more independent, getting into cooking, getting into gardening, um, you know, really not becoming a domestic housewife, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But becoming a domestic housewife. Uh,
3: Because I remember back when he was younger, he was never really interested in cooking. He had a few really bad cooking fails. Like what? Uh, like when he tried to make, was it sticky buns or some sort of like sticky bun cookie? And he put it on, instead of parchment paper, he put it on wax paper in the oven. <laughs>
2: so it was this gigantic well, waxy was, mess. Well, that cooking extravaganza, that was one of several mistakes. I think yeah. Ben was told he had to make something, a dessert or something. And he said, fine, I'll do it. And he had one oopsie after another. And the first one was the wax paper instead of parchment paper. And I think the second one was you had to bake it for so long at a certain temperature, but he said he didn't have that time. So he increased the temperature for less time. <laughs> and then what was the and then I think he needed to put it in the fridge for a couple hours or something at some point but he said well let's just use the freezer and so yeah. we put it in the freezer it was but the thing was edible at the end yeah. surprisingly if you picked the wax out that's the literally before he went to college that is my only memory of him making a food product yeah and now he's a vegan. And now he's like
3: Betty Crocker. In there.
2: <laughs> now he's a vegan who makes all these different foods. So, you know.
3: Huh. I think he's become more of a socialite um, in comparison to when he was in elementary school and middle school and maybe parts of high school. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he was a little bit of a loner for parts of it where he a really. Bit? I mean, he just marched to the beat of his own drum. And maybe that's because he was struggling with you know, sexual orientation at that point in time and feeling like he didn't fit in with the super masculine, heteronormative people in um, Ridgewood, New Jersey. So I think once he came out and was open about it, that he, I don't know, he found his tribe.
1: Right. In kind of the hindsight that you have now of it's 10 years later, are there any things where you go, oh yeah, he was totally a gay boy and I didn't see it then? Yes. (laughs)
3: Yes. <laughs> Go. Uh, well, for starters, uh, the Boy Scouts had a competition. It was the, what do you call it? The derby? I think so. The like toy, the little toy little car cars. derby.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, where they would
3: race. And you could tell that most of the dads had created these aerodynamic little cars for their kids. Um, parents who had engineering degrees or something. Um, and... Benz had clearly done his himself and he would painted it like pink and purple and put glitter on it and it there should like have been a sign. <laughs> it, yeah.
1: Being the adult in this situation there are a handful of times where I was like gay boy he's a gay boy he's gonna be gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah I can think of four like right what? off the bat.
3: Well yeah like what?
1: We were in bunk beds at your house and I'm in the top bunk, he's in the bottom bunk, your mom comes in, and she's tucking him into bed, and he goes, oh, mama, your earrings are just lovely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I, just thought to myself, straight men don't say lovely.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um. I have a memory of Ray Ray, your stork, yes. and Ben.
3: Ray Ray would frequently disappear.
1: And, and Ben was... would
3: happen to know exactly where he might be after three hours of everyone looking.
1: Oh God! So Ray Ray is like was your favorite? It was, your lovey. Yeah, it was yeah. your lovey. Yeah, 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 yeah. From when you were like an infant. I guess. How did the name Ray Ray come? It's a stork, right?
2: I also it was... called it my dork because I couldn't say stork. It was what she could say. But but with the hiding of, of Ray Ray, it was always everyone looks and looks and then Ben comes into the room. Daddy, Ray Ray might be behind <laughs> the couch under the table. <laughs> you know? Something like that. And then it got to the point where it was such a pattern that two minutes into looking for Ray Ray my dad would come up to Ben and say god damn it Ben where is Ray Ray <laughs> uh-huh. and sometimes it had nothing to do with Ben it was just a two year old who lost its you know your lovey That's funny. but a
3: few times he did purposefully destroy Ray Ray pulling off a leg and then my mom made him sew the leg back on so he sewed it back on backwards
1: <laughs> what advice would you give Ben right now
3: I don't know I think he's very much living his best life um I mean, if he wanted to, he could be open with the grandparents about being out. Mm. So that the rest of the family doesn't have to keep lying to them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's more of a want for us, not for him. <laughs> yes, we, we still get many questions of, so so when is Ben bringing us his girlfriend?
1: Really? Yes. So
2: When yeah. do we get to meet a girlfriend? Who's he dating now? And what do you say? Uh, we'll
3: say something like, "Oh, I don't know if he's dating anyone right now, or we leave it vague right ambiguous,
1: but really, the interesting question is is, has he asked you not to say anything?
2: No, but everyone knows he has not told them, and they are ninety and ninety six and we don't want them to have a stroke
1: <laughs> it's interesting, it's actually one of the regrets I have. Mm. I don't have many regrets, actually, p- hardly any. You know, and I sort of look at it more of, I wish I had done this as opposed to a regret, but I wish I had told my grandfather and I had Mm -hmm. a perfect opportunity to do it. This was Papa Tom, you know, he was like 91 or 92 living by himself, partly blind. He'd cut his finger off (laughs) when cooking food, you know, (laughs) he was still in charge of this house that was, you know, massive. And I was visiting him on my way to Mexico and there is a perfect opportunity to tell him. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have, no one was around, we could have had the conversation, and I did. I said that thing of like, oh, he's 91, he doesn't need to know this, or he's a Southern Baptist and he's not gonna accept it. Or I, I had all kinds of excuses, which, you know, it's one of those things, is that internalized homophobia on my part, is that fear of me revealing a part of me to my grandfather uh, or was it really actually taking care of him and going he doesn't need to know this and it would change things perhaps it's a tricky one and one that so many heterosexuals don't have to think about
2: yeah it's a different world when i come home i bring Kristoff, my baby and it's the same world but i think for ben when he sees grandma and papa it's a different world he goes back to being the little kid who I know in in high school and middle school you know they've seen him progress and do career things but I think he I think he might kind of go back to that relationship maybe it's yeah. safe it's comfortable
1: yeah well, perhaps in one episode I will counsel him on how to do it (laughs) or to find out why he hasn't done it. Yeah. Yeah, what the fear is. God damn it. In every fucking episode, I always cry. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Just about. That's really funny. (laughs) And I'm like right there.
3: You almost made it through. (laughs) I did.
1: So, Mariana and Christina, thank you for doing this. I love you both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So very much. God damn. And it's just so generous of you to do this. So thanks.
3: You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Did it stop recording? (laughs) No no. (laughs) No. We gotta we gotta get his password. Oh okay. What do you think Ben's password is? Try skippy. (laughs) Try skippy.
4: Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood producer, Jackie. We hope you're enjoying Ask Your Gay Uncle. If you'd like to ask a question for Tommy and Ben to answer on the podcast, leave us a message at 512-981-7332. Or you can email ask at askyourgayuncle.com. You can find us on Instagram at askyourgayuncle or Twitter at podcast. Thanks for listening. Go
0: ahead and ask your gay uncle. Okay, the cat's out of the bag. I have the worst sense of direction in the world. Yes, he does. I thought I could hide it from you all, but apparently I can't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a lovely trait, Ben.
0: Well, it's not a lovely trait when you're in a parking garage and you're trying to find where you parked your car. Oh. Actually, when I was nannying... I would say to the kids, like, I'm not going to be able to find the car. It's your responsibility. And they'd be like, we're children, Ben. (laughs) You can't. And I'd be like, yes, I can do that. I'm the nanny. Now, remember where the car is. Ben, do you know where your toilet is? Yes. Okay, good. Um, Also, I want to respond to Mariana's story about the da girls, the headless Barbies. Yes, please do. I want to hear your side of that. So... She made it seem like it was only me who was, like, the ringleader of the Dedunk Girls. It was actually me and my younger sister, Christina. We were in this together, and Christina did not make that clear. <laughs> the Dedunk Girls were not just one Barbie. It was this, like, whole army of naked, headless Barbies. And we called them the Dedunk Girls because as they marched, we would sing the Pink Panther theme song. Da-dunk, da Da-dun, 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 and the headless Barbies would enter, and Mariana would be like, "No, not the dead un girls."
1: Oh my gosh, it's like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I love that. Well, you know, my sisters actually got their <laughs> this is this is the Barbie rejoinder, so to speak. <laughs> so they got the Barbie story a little bit wrong.
0: Oh um, really? They had yeah. said that you were having like secret Barbie rendezvous in the basement. And then your mom took away the Barbies.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's the only fact that was wrong. It, I mean, it was secret, yes. They were play dates, yes. Um, it was with me and Donald. So those of you who have <gasps> listened, Don- Donald. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Donald, who you wanted to ask out to the prom in high school and you like to oh, yeah, have the yeah, I mean, Donald
1: and I were best friends. I've got comes some up Donald a lot. stories. Oh, yeah. You and Donald oh, should yeah. be married. He's dead. I know. Oh, Yeah. Anyway, what happened with the Barbies and you and Donald? So the house next door to my parents' house was lived in by this old woman, Mrs. Hahn. And she was like this German-Swedish, you know, Icelandic-y, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know who they are, uh, woman. Fraulein Hahn! Yeah, and she rarely came out of her house. Uh, and her house had one of those staircases that goes up on either side to get to the front porch. And so it was like a little A-frame. And underneath, we pulled away the lattice work that was there. And Donald and I brought in all the Barbie stuff there. And so we had this huge Barbie village down there. And Whoa. it was all of my sister's Barbies
0: because they had stopped playing with them. And so it wasn't in your basement. You like Whoa. broke into Mrs. Hans. The little crawl space under her house, and you set up
1: a Barbie shrine? <laughs> right, right. It was like old Mother Hubbard. And so we had this Barbie world there, and we would go there after school every day and play underneath this little A-frame staircase. How old were you? Was this middle school? Uh, you Elementary know, I school? don't remember. I don't remember. Old enough I don't... to know to not break into like your old elderly neighbor's house. Oh, totally. And old enough to know that we took their Barbies and that the Barbies were sacrosanct, and that it was a bad thing. I was probably sixth grade. Let's say like, sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And one day we went there and they were gone. <sighs> gone. And you didn't know why? No. No. I didn't know why. So, but
0: according to the story, Susie, your mom, had taken away the Barbies and not told you. That's what happened? She...
1: I'm assuming that's what happened. Susie crawled so, under
0: Mrs. Hahn's house and like, <laughs> like, roto-rooted your Barbie shrine? Oh, yeah. And who knows what 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 happened to it? I imagine Susie going under there with like a vacuum and just being like, no more Barbies and just like sucking them all up into the vacuum bag.
1: Yeah, it was a shocking moment because we couldn't tell anyone about it because we would had to have admitted that we were one playing with Barbies. Two, that they were my sister's possessions, and I shouldn't have been doing that. And three, we were doing it in this weird-ass way underneath Mrs. Hahn's step. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like, okay, done. We're not talking about it. Bingo. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was weird. My parents once hid my bike on purpose oh, because I, remember I this. neglected to lock it up. That you were probably there. Was it your idea? <laughs> they hid my bike, and I went to look for my bike, and they had been like Benjamin, you have to lock up your bike, Benjamin, you have to lock. And I just didn't lock up my bike because I was careless, I suppose, or maybe I just like got lost on the way to finding the fucking lock because I have a terrible sense right. of direction. Anyway, I go to look for my bike, and it's not there, and I'm like, I'm like, Mom, Dad, my bike is gone, and they're like, Oh, that's such a shame. I wonder if you locked it up. They were just they played stupid for like an hour and tortured me
1: i'm surprised it was just an hour i'd have done it like two days and then i'd have thrown your bike like in the park that we were going to go visit and go hey ben is that your bike how did it get there (laughs) you know well maybe it's
0: good susie took your fucking barbies
1: (laughs) yeah um hey uh speaking of taking barbies and parents So, Mariana, she says, I know that was a horrible segue, but it was the best that I could do. Mariana said she (laughs) wanted to be in the room when you told your parents that you were coming out. That's one of the things she said in the episode, and that you denied her that. Uh So, Ben, what happened when you came out to your parents? I don't think I know this story. When I came out to my
0: parents, it's actually a very short story. I had just graduated from college, and I was living at home with my parents in D.C. over the summer. And one evening, I was like, this is my chance. And it was late, and they had already like gotten in bed. And my mom was like watching Rachel Maddow or something, and my dad was doing his um, crossword puzzle. Yes, can puzzle. we just say her lesbian lover? Oh, Yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's going to come back, actually. And <laughs> so I go into my parents' room, and I'm like, hey, guys. Like, my dad is literally about to turn off the light. And I'm like, hey, guys, um, I want to talk to you about something. And I sit down, and they're like, okay. And they're both sitting in their bed, like, sitting up propped against pillows, and I'm facing their bed in a chair. Just inherently awkward, right? And they're like, what do you want to talk about? And my dad, like, folds his crossword puzzle and puts it on the nightstand. And I'm like, so – and in my mind, I'm thinking, how do I start this? How do I start this? How do I start this? And I go, oh, the way you start this is by putting it on them, not on you. So I just blurt out, so how is it for you guys figuring out your sexualities? And they look at me like record scratch. And my mom goes, uh, well, you know, us us gals back in middle school, we used to we used to practice kissing on each other. Uh. Oh right. Oh, I remember that. And I go, yeah, yeah that's not what I mean. <laughs> and she goes, Alex? And she like looks at him, like save me. And my dad goes, oh, well, uh you know, when, when, when I grew up, it was, wasn't really something you figured out. It was, it was just assumed. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then they both go, and how has it been for you, Ben? And they turn to me and I'm like, damn it, it's back on me. And I go, well, for me, it's been a hoot. A hoot. I said that word. I literally said, for me, it's been a hoot. Those were my exact words. (laughs) And and that was basically it. And then I was just like, I know I'm attracted to women, and I know I'm also attracted to men, and I don't know what the balance of that is, and I'm still figuring it out. And they were like, well, let us know what happens as you continue figuring it out. And we love you, and we're tired, so go get out of our room.
1: (laughs) And that was it. Did you sense any shock in them or like or understanding or knowing? I think my dad might have said something like, well, we're not completely
0: surprised or,
1: you know, something like that. Yeah. And Ben, at that time, did you think you might be bi or were you was that your segue into the gay world, you know, easing your parents into it Um. as well as yourself?
0: I mean, what I said to them was true, that I had dated women and dated men, and that I was sexually attracted to both, and I still am. I'm just more so attracted to men. Ben, when was the last time you had sex with a woman? In college. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm not attracted to women. I'm still attracted to women. I know. I get it. But that's like
1: 12 years ago. It doesn't matter how long it was ago. I know. (laughs) I am just saying that if you haven't had sex with a woman... I mean, do you feel, do you, what would you, what would you, if you had to label yourself right now, would you say I'm bi or I'm gay?
0: I call myself gay, but I'm still attracted to women. I'm just yeah. more attracted to men. It's not like it's white or black. You know what I mean? Right, right. I think some people might call me bisexual because some people feel like if you have any attraction to both sexes, then you're potentially bisexual. Sure. But I would yeah. say in yeah. practice, I'm gay because, like you said, I have only been pursuing men for the past, you know, 10, 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think one of the reasons why it was so confusing for me in college when I was experimenting and coming out and figuring myself out was because I wasn't one of those gay guys that had zero attraction to women. It wasn't this, like, obvious, well, I should only be with men thing. Right. It was like, I, I would date a guy, and then I'd date a girl, and I would keep going back and forth because I part of me kept going, well, but I'm still interested in women, and I,
1: I still do like it.
0: Mm. So... Yeah, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's not an easy thing, is it? That that coming out to anybody. It's an event. It is an event.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I it's funny you say the word easy. It was actually really easy for me. And I think I'm I think I'm lucky yeah. in that respect. The acceptance of it wasn't that big of a question mark for me. It was more just coming to terms with the fact that I had to like subvert my parents' preconceived notions of me. Hmm. Yeah, but it was fun putting it on them. I think that was the right choice. <laughs> mm. So how is it for you guys figuring out your sexuality? It like it sort of took all the pressure off me for a second. Right. Right. And it forced them to feel as awkward as I felt in that moment, which I think
1: was the right choice. <laughs> oh yes. Well, revealing, right? Because they had to reveal something, and you were about to reveal something. Exactly. So it puts you it puts you on a more equal playing ground, which was really uh, it was smart. Well.
0: I've got another good segue. Speaking of smart, I hear you're in a play, Tommy.
1: (laughs) It's a smart play. Yeah, it actually is. It's a very smart play. It's called The Thanksgiving Play. It's a satire written by a native playwright. Uh, Her name is Larissa Fasthorse, and it's available for streaming. So that means you can see it. You, our nibblings, can see it anytime between November 19th and 22nd. We'll include a link on the episode page at askyourgayuncle.com. And remember, you can call
0: in your questions whenever you want to 512-981-7332 or email them to ask at askyourgayuncle.com.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
4: Ask Your Gay Uncle is created by Tom Truss and Ben Palacios with production support by me, Jackie Anders. Album artwork by Seth Shellhouse. Theme song and musical interludes by Ben Palacios and Dan Reuter. If you'd like to ask a question for Tommy and Ben to answer on the podcast, leave us a message at 512-981-7332 or email ask at askyourgayuncle.com. Find us on Facebook at Ask Your Gay Uncle Podcast. More information at askyourgayuncle.com.